Good morning, good morning. It's Brenda Eshin Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And what does what does Zen wisdom actually mean? What is the word Zen and what is wisdom? You know, in, in our practice we we don't go we don't live on the surface of our experience or of all these endless words that Zen, wisdom, life we sort of usually just take those words for granted, as if we know what they mean, as if they mean anything. And for each person, that word conjures up a different experience. Um, and so it's very important to take a little look at what are we imagining. <laughs> what are we imagining that Zen means, that wisdom is, that our life is? Wonderful, wonderful koan. And in Zen, as I say over and over, a koan is a question that may not be answered logically or rationally, but we answer it with our entire being. The way we live, the way we smile, we take it in. And the question works on us and we respond differently when it has been digested, and when it just pops up, it reveals itself in all kinds of unexpected ways. And of course, one of the biggest questions and koans we live with is the koan of our relationships with one another and with life and with all these words that get tossed into the, unfortunately, we could say the wastebasket of our mind. So many ideas, thoughts, beliefs, and most of them are not so. <laughs> Not so. <laughs> That's another koan. There's a beautiful saying in, in, in teaching, which is, this world is not what it seems, nor is it otherwise. I love that. I love that. Things are exactly as they are, and yet they're not what they seem. We have added to it certain beliefs, expectations, dreams, wishes and we that we put that upon everything that happens so it's very hard often to see what's really happening now particularly in relationships oh my goodness it's very hard there because especially if we think we're in love or if just if we love someone or we're attached or we care about them boom that's like a little button is pressed and all our hopes fears dreams memories feelings about ourselves, everything gets projected onto that person, onto that relationship. It's a place where we relive, not live, but relive so much that's gone on in our life and we relive our thoughts. We let our thoughts, our dreams, our beliefs take over. They run wild often, sadly, so sadly. Because every relationship is an opportunity to not relive, but live anew, afresh. Every moment is like that, <laughs> to start again. And, you know, we are given an infinite, infinite number of opportunities <clears throat> in this world to start again. We don't realize that. We think we're stuck in a position or in a situation. No, no, no. <clears throat> the only thing that's stuck is our mind, our beliefs, our ideas, and the fact that we believe they're true. That's the biggest part of it. We hold on to them. We cherish. 
We cherish so much that is not good for us. And we don't cherish what's brand new and what's here and is very, very wonderful, moment by moment, day by day, encounter by encounter. It's always a chance to see that person afresh, brand new, just to be new, to enter the truth of that experience and moment. No moment is like any other moment. It cannot be. It just cannot be, even though we want it to be often. or oh, we so badly want the past to come back so we can relive it. That's normal. It's very normal. Maybe there are many things we didn't say to someone, didn't do, didn't feel. We want a chance to do it again. <laughs> That's true. Me too. Everybody. Want to do it over, do it again, make it right this time. And the mind and the heart are really wired that way. And unfortunately, that's a very dangerous mode of being because it, it stops what's happening now. It stops the, the, the newness of right here. In fact, we won't let ourselves be brand new because we're not finished. I hear so many times, oh, but I'm not finished with that relationship in the past. It's not complete for me. Maybe what they mean is that they haven't come to terms with it, that there's more that had to be done and said. And that's, again, a normal feeling. But the question, the koan is, well, how do we complete something? The person may be gone. The time has passed. And can we complete something that's gone? And of course, of course, of course, we are given infinite opportunities to be complete right now with what's happening here. Right in this moment, we can complete it. What was left out, we can include. We can be real. We can be whole right now. Each breath we take is a brand new opportunity to live, to breathe. We breathe in and we breathe out whatever. Now, if we stop breathing in and out, if we stopped being willing to accept the fresh new breath and just hung on to all the old breaths we took, we would die. That would be the end of it. We need the fresh infusion of a new breath, a new day, a new moment. And, then, and we need then to breathe out whatever has to let go, to forgive ourselves as well as the other. We may think, oh, I have so much trouble forgiving that person. And actually, it's so simple to forgive someone. The one that it's really hard to forgive is ourselves. So we keep this loop going. And really, what does it mean to forgive? That's another koan, and I'll deal with that completely in another podcast. It deserves a full podcast. But forgiving really is accepting what is fully, not judging it, letting it be, letting it go, and really knowing that there is a higher intelligence, that we did the best we could at the moment, and they did the best they could at that moment in time. And to really thank them for the encounter. Uh, being thankful is a big part of forgiveness and being able to take the next breath freshly. 
So instead of dwelling on all that the person didn't do right or didn't give you in the practice of value-centered relationships, which I'm de- which is really an outgrowth of Zen practice, and it also includes all the wonderful teachings of all the scriptures of all the world. In that practice, we actually focus on what happened that was right between us, that was good. What did they give me? What did I give them? And then we say a deep thank you, thank you. Rather than focus on all the harm, so-called harm, all the things that didn't go the way we wanted it to, because that's what the mind does. And I will say this over and over. The mind focuses on what's bad, what's wrong, what isn't happening. The mind is geared that way to look for what they can criticize, make fun of takes away your hope and your joy and the beauty of every encounter you may it may let you enjoy your encounter for a little while and then the mind starts in oh this was wrong that's wrong this didn't happen so in in fact our one of the big pillars of our practice is not to be dragged around and led and controlled by the mind of anger, of criticism, of jealousy. That's there. But if we pay attention to it, if we agree with it, if we go along with it, if we give it our attention, the more you give it your attention and your energy, the more you, the stronger it becomes. Because that is strength. So instead, let's focus. Let's take charge of our focus. It's not that hard to do. It's just a choice. Yes, I'm going to focus on everything beautiful, everything good that happened between me and this person. You may go, "Ah," because the mind doesn't want to do that. What it does is it wants to put a cloak of pain around everything. Interesting, interesting, interesting. It's important to know that this is part of who we are. It's not us, it's part. And and it's not even who we are. It's part of our experience that comes up again and again, especially in a relationship where the mind has so many conditioned demands, judgments, expectations, and it begins spewing them out like a little child having a tantrum. That is one way we can go in relationships. Unfortunately, the whole world seems, there's a lot of that seems seems to be going on now these days. But it's very powerful to just say, no, thank you. I'm not going there. Let me take charge of my focus. What do I really want to focus on here? Do I want to focus on these horror stories or do I want to focus on what happened that's wonderful, that was nourishing and give deep, deep thanks for it? Someone told me that they could not bear one of the workmen in their building who they were encountering quite a lot because that person was helping them with different things in, in the building. And, and they, I heard a long list of what was wrong with that person. And as we just took charge of the focus and I said, well, what, what did you receive from the person? What good did that person do? And believe as we start focusing on that, 
It was a long, long list of the ways the person went out of their way for them. The person, But the person who was speaking to me just never even noticed it. They were so embroiled or obsessed with the negativity. That negativity, that anger, that, that, that judgmentalness, it can become obsessive and it really, 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 really clouds our vision and our ability to see the whole picture and to see another way of being in a relationship. So that's why I have developing this program of value-centered relationships. It's very simple, very specific, very helpful, very helpful because it can quickly clear <coughs> the fog that's all around us the, and, and bring light in. Bring in a new perspective, a wider perspective. And then things become completely different. You see, we think, well, things in order for things to be different, the person has to be different, or I have to be different, or something drastic has to change. Well, that's not true. All that has to change is your perspective, the way you are seeing and receiving the encounter, the way you are seeing and receiving life itself. This life itself, for one, can become a blissful, beautiful experience, and for another, it can become pure hell. And it could be the same, same phenomena going on in their life. So what has to be taken charge of is the way we respond, the way we see things, how we react to it, how we respond to our reactions. It's not difficult. It's actually so simple and so clear-cut. So clear-cut. It's a, based upon a desire, a wish for things to be well, to go well. A wish for happiness for ourselves and everyone else. That fundamental wish can become clouded when we are overwhelmed by too much negativity. We may wish for other things and then we're off in a rapid undertow. We must take charge of the wish. May all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness, all beings, all beings, may all life be, be thriving and happy and joyful. That has to be, you could call it our aspiration or our dedication or our wish for ourselves and others. Not a wish to punish or be punished. A wish to break through that cloud of darkness. Realizing that every encounter you are presented with is an opportunity to do that, to realign yourself, to see them differently to look for, in one, one example, look for what is beneficial. Look for the good in them and in what they're doing. In one scripture, it says, judge everyone favorably. Now, it doesn't mean to judge anyone, but look. Look at what's happening through favorable eyes. You can find it. We find things that are unfavorable so easily. Let's turn that around. Judge everyone favorably. Look at every situation 
Find something good in that person. When your own compassion begins to grow, life becomes very, very meaningful and very joyful for you and for those whom it affects. Now, there may be people who don't want to receive compassion. That's fine. That's fine. But there are many who do. And that's not even your business who receives it and who doesn't. It's just really, really a beautiful healing for your heart and your life to be living in a place of looking at everything through favorable eyes, finding that which is beneficial in it. What lesson can I learn from this? How is this beneficial? How can I grow in compassion here? How may I serve you? These are some of the interventions that we offer when we're approaching a situation like this. Well, my goodness, look how quickly the time goes when you're having fun. (laughs) It's time to stop for the moment. I will do more and more of this, offer more and more of these interventions. I'm almost, I'm doing a book. I'm almost finished with it. Just going to put everything out there along with workshops and so forth and so on. And you have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. The URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And if you wish to communicate and correspond, you have a question, anything you want, my my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. Thank you. Have a beautiful day.